Hi, everyone. I'm Liam Sanyo from Inside Scientific, your favorite online source for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content helping you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Janine Maseral, who's a professor of chemistry at McGill University, where her lab applies experimental and theoretical electrochemical methods to biomedical and industrial problems, such as multi-drug resistance in human cancer cells and corrosion in magnesium-containing automobiles. Let's get right into it. The first question here, what are the similarities to SVET? So I think that's scanning vibrating electrode technique. Yes, the SOSVET measures uh, the, first of all, it's oscillating, right? And uh, it also measures the the difference. It sometimes has two wires. And and SVET is also very useful in corrosion. So I would say it's like a complementary uh, technique, like most SCCM instruments could be adapted to uh, do ZVET as well. Uh, it wouldn't be that difficult. I'd say that the ZVET probes uh, are less developed than SCCM probes at the moment. Uh, they tend to be much bigger. Hundreds, the, the entire tip is, is usually around 100 micron. So that means your lateral resolution won't be that good. So I would say Maybe you can't do the the inclusion, but if your objective was, for example, to measure galvanic corrosion between two dissimilar metals, Svet could be quite good. Excellent. Thanks, Janine. Next question here. How can I measure the behavior of uh, lithium batteries, uh, specifically electrochemical reactions using SCCM? Yeah, you can, for example, use the the second story that uh, I, I told was related to monitoring the intercalation reaction, but you can also use SCCM to measure the porosity of the, of the anode and, and evaluate how much the mass transport is, is limiting, uh, is limiting in, in the cathode. So I would say for, you can also, I think that there's also a nice group in, in Germany that's, that used SCCM to monitor dendrite growth at lithium electrodes. And I'll have your question and I can suggest a couple of papers specifically for battery materials if you're interested. Excellent. Thanks, Janine. Next question here from Daria, who's asked, is it possible to image the concentration of the ions involved in corrosion and to distinguish between their oxidation states needed for the corrosion mechanism? So uh, thank you very much for the question. The, in our group, uh, we've developed some magnesium selective ions, ion selective electrodes. So when when people want to detect a, a particular ion like magnesium or aluminum three plus, they, they'll they'll make an ion selective electrode, and that electrode is sensitive to the activity of the ion in solution. And so there there are reports on this. Now, in terms of your the, the oxidation state, usually ion-selective electrodes are based on a principle like they'll use crown ethers or molecules that will capture the ion. And so if the ion changes charge, it may need another molecule to capture it. And so unless you can directly electrochemically react the ion at the microelectrode surface, 
you could plate it as well if and and so other options too is to um, use micro pipettes in combination with ICP OES inductively coupled uh, optical emission spectrometry and so there it's it's not SCCM per se but you you're you're collecting the the solution and sending it to the ICP afterwards so it, it's a complicated question and it requires the development of a specialized probe for you to do it. Excellent. Uh, great answer. Question here from Daniel, who said, uh, thank you, Jeanine, for the nice presentation. Have you seen any effect of agglomerated LFP particles versus individual particles from the droplet measurements? Well, so f- for sure, the, um, there, is a, there is a difference. And for NMC particles that tend to have larger aggregates, uh, yes, you don't get the same response like the current will be different. Excellent. Next question here. Um, Nagash has said, hello, Professor Masral, that was a very interesting talk. I'm new to the field and would like to know if SECM can be used or has some potential for wet etching nanofabrication in situ uh, using scanning imaging techniques. Do you or your colleagues or collaborators have any similar experience in this field? Uh, thank you very much. Well, thank you for attending and thank you for asking a question. Yes, etching surfaces and, and seeing whether or not the, the etched surface or the, in, in some cases, you know, in microfabrication, you also have like copper deposition. Uh, SCCM has been used in this field. There are a few papers that I'm uh, aware of in, in the Q&A uh, answers that I'll do tomorrow. I can provide some reference ideas, but definitely it's possible to use it. Excellent. So last question uh, of the day will be, if we want to use SECM using the SGTC mode, how do we know or distinguish the current that we got is the current from SGTC instead of the current from feedback or bulk diffusion? Well, so the um, you have it's the 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 key in substrate generation tip collection mode is to choose your redox. Um, reporter molecule really carefully, for example, and make sure that they're not in the same potential regime where they could contribute current. So it's when you start the design of your experiment, let's say you're going to carry out a reduction of oxygen and you're using a, a reporter molecule, well, maybe exa, I mean, ruthenium chloride isn't the best choice because it, it could like overlap with it. And so it's important to choose your redox indicators correctly because in substrate generation tip collection mode, uh, you'll still want to approach the surface pretty close before you carry out the measurement. You could do this and also change the solution if you want it as well. Uh, that takes more time. So there's lots of strategies by, by which you can do this. And so it, it takes a little bit of experimental design at the beginning, asking yourself, what's the, the standard potential of the mediators? Will there be interference? So you do have to know a little bit about your substrate before you start the imaging. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.